The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. From the Riverbank Studio, here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. And this is the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast, sponsored by our friends at Salengo Law and produced in partnership with the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey. In absence, the goat is absent today, feeling under the weather. So we got our own little COVID protocol type of thing happening. He'll be joining us later in the show, but um, show two and West Virginia falls to Maryland in College Park, 30 to 24, in front of about 43,800 people, they say. It looked like about 20,000 of those were West Virginia fans, though. There were quite a few Mountaineer fans there. They really they really took a crowd. That's probably the biggest crowd Maryland will have all year unless Ohio State goes up <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a tough day, though, in College Park for West Virginia. Um I'll tell you what, though, the beer guy, when the beer guy comes to uh, fill the coolers up on Monday, he'll be like, who who was here? Because my social media was lit up with people in Morgantown or in College Park. Uh, It looked kind of wild up there. but I'm sure a lot were consumed after that game as well, as they're probably (laughs) still going down as we speak. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so a tough day for the Mountaineers. Uh, Again, 30-24. to And um, we're going to break it down a little bit for you. First of all, Derek, your scouting report. Said West Virginia should have been able to run wild up there. What happened to that? That worries me a lot that West Virginia was not able to move the ball on the ground. Uh, I think they, I don't think they really tried to establish the run enough. It doesn't feel like they gave uh, they gave their backs enough chances with the ball. Uh, there were several times I thought they could have tried to run at least, but it's like they abandoned the run all of a sudden when uh, Tuagalova. Tua I'm sorry, I can't say his Tuagaloa. However you say it, when his uh. When he got hot and started hitting deep balls, and it's just like we tried to answer as fast as we could instead right. of trying to establish a ground game. We wanted to score all back in one play, too. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a concern moving forward because if you can't run it on Maryland the way – and I know you can't base anything on last year, but, boy, they gave up big numbers last year. <laughs> yeah, Letty Brown, uh, 17 carries for only 70 – well, he netted 73 yards. Uh, long of 14 – um, yeah, that's that's a tr- that's trouble for me as well. And also, too, was, I thought it was odd that none of the backup backs got an opportunity. I, yeah, we were wondering where, who who was the backup. Who is the backup running back? Like Mathis. He, well, I mean, did he did uh, he miss the trip? <laughs> uh, he didn't. He got no carries yesterday. It, it, I think the only person that got a carry outside of Brown was a uh, Winston. Oh, Win- Winston did Winston. That's right. Well, that's no, right. that's considered a pass. That little if it, yeah, if it was backwards, I don't. But uh, yeah, that's the only. That's the only guy I can remember carrying a ball other yeah. than Daigie and, and Brown and Daigie's were just mainly sacks. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if you all right, so if you want to quickly boil the game down, it just comes down to turnovers. Yeah, four period. to nothing. You're not going to win a game when you turn the ball over that many times. You can you can blame – like I know the fans are all over Daigie, and let me say he was awful yesterday. I've been – like I defend him when they drop pass and everything. He was bad yesterday. There's no getting around it. And I hope we see uh, uh, Garrett Green on Saturday for at least a half because this team coming up is pretty bad. But 
he was bad yesterday, but Letty Brown also fumbled one away. Uh, Wright dropped a punt. You, you, four to nothing. You're not going to win very many football games when you turn the ball over four times to an opponent zero, and then you give up 500 yards as well. You know, I thought West Virginia did a good job getting back into it. Uh, it was 21-20 going into the second half. And then all of a sudden, the defense was able to make some stops, right? The defense came alive, um, started – you know, they made their adjustments. They were playing good football. And then all of a sudden, you, you drop a punt, and then you get – the defense gets a stop, then you come right back out and throw a first-play pick. I mean, you got, your defense was getting beat to death in the third quarter. Well, and that's the thing. There were a couple times when they were starting drives around midfield, and he did not even attempt to run the football. Yeah. You would think you would give your best play. The worst call of the game to me, the worst call of the game was when it was 23-21 to 21 with about six, seven minutes left. And first and ten at the Maryland, what, 13-yard line or so. He passes twice. Of course, the second one's intercepted. The first one's out of an empty back set. We don't give Letty Brown the ball once, not even on first down. I mean, I understand you don't want to be – conservative the game's definitely not over at that point but you don't you don't want to take away a scoring opportunity with a turnover which is exactly what that did it took points off the board I mean that's a chip shot field goal he's going to make that's 30 yards Mm -hmm. and that's just I thought that was just a horrible horrible sequence by WVU's offensive coordinator or whoever called the place yeah I said uh, so every Wednesday I do Dave Weekly's statewide show and I said if if um, Daggy has to throw the ball 40 times West Virginia loses and he threw the ball exactly 40 times. And the thing is, is again, he was awful yesterday. I'm not, a, I'm not defending him in any way. But you have to put your players in position to succeed. I don't think they were put into a position to succeed yesterday as well as they could have been. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, you know, I know people will feel differently, and that's fine. But there were several instances where I just – there was a third and seven play that I recall when – and I know he likes to go for it on fourth down, but he ran the ball with Letty Brown there. Which, if you're going to run it with him there, why not try to run it with him in other areas of the game instead right. of just, I mean, third and seven, you run. I, okay, that's fine if you want to set up a fourth down play, but then you get first and ten, and you won't run late, like, not late in the game, but, you know, seven seven minutes left or so. I'd have ran the ball there. That's just my opinion. But Yeah, I have an issue with Letty not only having 17 carries. I mean, you know, and I think what that says to me is Daggy had to throw the ball too much. And they did not. They were not going to. They knew they were not going to be able to run the ball effectively up front, which goes back to the problem we've had the last two seasons: the offensive line. We thought for sure that the offensive line would be better, and I don't know if they were any better yesterday. Well, that's that's the other issue that I have here. Where's the improvements? Where are we improving as a football team over the last? This is his starting his third year. Where is the team improving? And I mean, the offensive line you would think would be a strength of the team at this point because of the way the recruiting's gone. I mean, Nestor transfers in, and I thought Maryland, I thought they would be able to run the ball against Maryland. It's a, it's a concern. They couldn't, they couldn't push Maryland off the ball, and that's a major concern. Yeah, um, another thing that kind of concerns me is the fact that we gave up over 200 yards on the ground. Uh, that hurt, too. I didn't think that was coming at all. And the big, the big plays, how does, how does a Bolitnikoff Award winner get left wide open? Not the big catch. Not the big catch. It was a catch down around the goal line. There was nobody within 15 yards of him. How do you let a Bolitnikov candidate just roam free like that? I mean, I was like, what in the world? He was running across the middle, and there was no one near him. I'm like, how do you let that guy, of all people, get that open? Yeah, it's scary. They had two guys with over 100 yards yesterday. Oh, the, well, the, the one guy caught a – Demas caught a Demas. 66-yard touchdown, and I think uh, – was his name Barrett? Jarrett. Jarrett. He caught a 
what a seventy yard touchdown. It was sixty as well. You can't give up big big plays like that. Turn it over four times. I mean, it was a it was a whole collective unit of of just suck from top to bottom. Yeah, um, you. You jumped on 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 Daggy, which is it's it's pretty it's pretty deserving. I mean, he did not have a great game yesterday, but I will say this: um, the first his first pick was all him. That was that, him. that was just a throw. He just threw up a prayer. I don't know what he was doing into double coverage. Throw it out of bounds. Yeah, well, I don't know what that was, but um, the play that he threw to Sam James that was intercepted was pretty interesting. I had to go back and watch it again this morning. So what happened was they had twin receivers to the left. The, the 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 far receiver just ran like ten yard like a ten yard stop route and they were man all the way across so what that meant was that corner should have stayed with that receiver and when Sam James ran that corner route I guess he got a peek and saw the ball in the air and broke off his man and that's how he ended up back there with the ball <laughs> I mean it was ninety nine percent of the time that doesn't happen. I mean, but that's that it only to happens me, to us. Well, that, <laughs> that to me though goes back to the play calling, where I said that's where they ran. That's the same sequence where right. they ran the ball or didn't, didn't run the ball in first down there late in the game, and he turned it over. And that's a that's just a killer. And then, like you said, the defense giving up 200 rushing yards can't get a stop when you need one. That's just bad news. And I, I'll say the kickoff return team was pretty good. Yeah. So some interesting notes from yesterday. Let's let's talk positive here for a second. Winston Wright, which is wearing number one which I love the fact that he's wearing that number because he looks like Tavon out there. They were running that jet sweep to him a few times. But yesterday, he had 217 yards and kick returns. It was the most since uh, Tavon Austin had 199 in 2012. He had 199 against K-State. And he's the first player in program history to have over 200 yards. I mean, that was impressive. His his special teams play, with the exception of the muff punt, everybody will be all over him for the muff punt, which, you know, rightfully so. But at the same time, he he kind of, I thought, kept West Virginia in the game there early when it was 17-7, to and he runs that kickoff back to the two-yard line. That's a huge play because Maryland had all the momentum at that point, and it gets West Virginia right back into within three points right, right in the game. And then later on, he sets up field position around midfield there. I believe that was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. when he set up field position around midfield. So that was another big play. I mean, he played – I thought he played a very good game. Obviously, he had the the muff punt, which he'll – you know, I'm sure he'd admit I shouldn't do that. But it's uh, – overall, he he played very well for special teams. I thought the special teams, other than the muff punt, were pretty solid. Did you uh, notice – so I, you watched a lot of football yesterday. Oh, yeah. I saw a few teams um, – even Maryland did it um, – this new thing where they're almost diving, like they're they're fair catching, but instead of just catching it, it's like this. I'm going to run towards it and catch it on I, the ground. I saw it in the UNC um, Virginia Tech game. Maryland did it, and I'm like, what are these guys doing? They're di- like almost diving, like a diving catch for it. Um, seems a little crazy. I didn't. I did not notice that. I didn't pay attention to it. I'll I'll start looking for it next week. I usually when they're punting, I'm usually just waiting on a huge return. <laughs> <laughs> or or somebody to get drilled and a flag to come. <laughs> yeah, I um, you know, I think it's it's def- it's um kind of deflating and and you know I think people were expecting you know we said seven and five right so I said eight and four eight and four eight and four seven and five I think people were expecting just to see some improvement and we saw nothing and I think that's where the the Twitter frustration and the people's frustrations with Daggy. You know, and even one person had kind of tweeted. I was reading some threads, and he said it looked like the same guy from the Army game. And I can't, and I can't dispute that. I, 
again, I've been like I've defended him, and I get where people were coming from with the frustration with all the drops and everything. But yesterday there weren't many, there weren't as many drops. I mean, I think Sam James dropped one, and credit Sam James, he made a great catch up up the sideline. But uh, he he deserves criticism. I mean, he he did not play well. I thought he was very very bad yesterday. I thought that was one of the worst games he's played at WVU. Whoa. He played. He's played some bad ones. Uh, that that one was. I mean, just the decision making. I, like I said, the, the first interception, he just threw the ball to nobody. I mean, he just threw it down the field into double coverage, and the safety just. I mean, it was like the safety could have fair caught that. There was another play too that I thought was interesting. He he dropped. By, no, he was in a in a shotgun. And he looked right, then within uh, and then just threw it out of bounds. There was no other reads. no other reads or anything. Well, he was feeling a little bit of heat. They got they got to him quite a few times. It felt like anyway. Uh, they put some pressure on him. But, yeah, he just – I mean, he's got to be better. I, I don't know the answer. I mean, I don't know if you can magically make your quarterback better. I just don't think you can. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of with the rest of the fans that, that are calling for a change, not that I want to see him benched completely. But I do want to see a blowout this Saturday, and I want to see the backup get his time. I want to see him play at least a half, at least a half, if not three quarters. Yeah, they got the Daggy three times, uh, one for a loss of 10, one for a loss of nine, and one for a loss of eight. And he took a couple other shots. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say the offensive line wasn't good either. <laughs> and, and, well, you know, we're, I think we know enough about football and have been around enough football to know that it starts up front. And when you've got offensive line troubles, it really just goes your checklist. If you if you start if your offensive line has issues, you may as well just forget the rest of it because your passing game is going to struggle, your running game is going to struggle, and basically they just pin their ears back and just come after your quarterback. We've said it over and over and over on these on these podcasts. The team that runs the football and stuffs the run, the team that's better up front wins the game. Maryland ran for two hundred and three yards. West Virginia ran for what seventy. 65, maybe not even that many, because Letty had 73. If Daigie ran minus 27, that's 46 net yards. They, they only ran for 40, 48 yards net. Okay, so 48 net yards to 203 with four turnovers. You're not going to beat anybody. I don't care who you're playing. You could play Martinsburg. If you do that against Martinsburg, you're not going to beat them. <laughs> I would hope we could beat Martinsburg. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying with, the, with the 48 rushing yards and four turnovers and giving up 200 rushing, you're going to be in trouble against anybody. Uh, we did have a texter. Let's get to a text message. Uh, someone sent in a note from a 304-216 number. And their comment was, too many stakes, mistakes by the quarterback. He can't really run. He can't manage the game. And I really think it's time to try someone else at quarterback. Uh, no way WVU beats Virginia Tech. And hopefully another quarterback gets reps against LIU. Um, I guess all fair criticisms. That's Well, and this is where I am. This guy, I agree. This person sorry I said guy this person I agree with a hundred percent somebody has to get some quarterback reps against LIU it's got to be a blowout I don't care what we do but the backups every single player on that team that's going to moving forward that's going to play needs to play in this game because they're awful and I want to see a backup quarterback as well because we know what we have with Daigie Mm -hmm. we know what we have there he's played enough and you've seen enough and that he's I don't see any improvement, and it's just not good. I mean, and I hate to be critical of him, but it's just facts. And uh, I, I agree with the texter that we need to have a guy get more reps against LIU to see what we have in the backup. Uh, I, I'm really, really, again, on a positive note, Winston Wright was uh, was a positive positive uh, note on, on the team. Um, his return is the longest return ever without scoring in program history as well. <laughs> 
He didn't get in the end zone, so it's the longest play without scoring. He should have dove. <laughs> I mean, but you know, for for how many years though we had trouble with special teams. We knew we couldn't return the football well. We had guys. Well, we had a guy. He dropped it too. But I mean, you know, at least we know he's a burner, and they can. And I'm really impressed with that. They're trying to implement that jet sweep and maybe try to get some things to the corner. Maybe yeah. because they know that offensive line is struggling up front. Yeah, I just. I mean, I hope and and if. They're not going to be able to block. You got to find a way to generate points, and that, I mean, special teams is one of the best ways to get points. I mean, you got to block punts. You may have to return kicks. Any anything, any old way to get it. Force turnovers, but the defense didn't force one turnover. I, the defense was disappointing as well. I mean, I, there's no other way to put that. I didn't think that Maryland would get 500 yards. Mm, yeah, 500. That's a lot. Yeah, and, but the, what was crazy? They were kind of doing that bend, don't break. You know they, I mean Maryland couldn't score until yeah. after they warmed down in the third quarter. That's, I mean that's true, and and there was a long stretch there, like you said, when the game was seventeen to seven, it was a long stretch for Maryland. They only scored a field goal for probably the next what twenty five thirty minutes of game play because they only kicked that field goal at the end of the first half to make it twenty one twenty going to halftime, mm-hmm. and then they didn't score again until late, late. in the third. So I mean, the ten. Yeah. Was there anything else positive? We're trying to be positive today. There's enough negative out there. Do you see anything else that you anything that you liked? I'm positive that it sucked. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I really didn't see a whole lot of positives. I'll be honest. The defense just looked. I mean, the busted coverages. You can't give up big plays, and you know people are going to like other teams are going to see that on film and exploit it. I mean, that dude. Somebody got roasted on that first touchdown. Uh, I mean, Porter, I think. oh, he got roasted he's bad. A, I think he's a redshirt freshman, and that's I mean, but that's the thing you're trying to match a redshirt freshman that's in his, probably in his first game experience up against a Bolitnikov, you know, candidate. Yeah, you know, defensively, it's going to take some time when you've got two guys that transfer to Auburn and one guy that transfers transfers to Georgia. Mm. I mean, that's that's who would have been. They would have been back there. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and, and that's. Maybe I underestimated the defense being as good as I thought they could be with uh, all the losses. They did lose a lot, in fairness. I mean, Fields is gone, Smith's gone, uh, Stills is gone. They lost several players. So, I mean, you know, you can't expect them to dominate. But at the same time, I didn't expect them to give up 500. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. A tough day in College Park, Maryland. Again, West Virginia Falls 24 or 30 to 24. Uh, My sister was there. She texted me. She was sitting there with Canute uh, Curtis's sister. Right She on. was like texting me and she said, I need to see that picture of Canute's jersey. I have a custom Canute Curtis jersey that's coming in. And uh, I guess she wanted to see it. Can he play? Yeah. Can, <laughs> yeah. Can, can he play? You know, how, how many third downs are there in a the game? I think we can just get him. If we can get like six snaps. That's all we need him for. <laughs> Oh, I was uh, I ran into Gary Stills uh, not last season, season before. I know Gary can give us a couple snaps. He still he plays. Oh, oh okay. he's he's in great shape, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll go through some of the scores of the Big Twelve. Also, later in the show, we'll be doing some uh, predictions for the Long Island game um, and some things we expect to see. We'll do all that after this. Don't go anywhere. Oh, oh mama, mama said, mama, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mama, mama said that. My mama, my mama. My mama said you ugly. Hey. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interest at heart. 
We typically meet our clients at the worst times of their lives, and it's our job to help them. Over the years, we've been entrusted with some of the biggest cases in West Virginia. That's because we have a track record of success and getting exceptional results. We built a reputation as one of the go-to law firms throughout the state of West Virginia. Joining me, uh, high-profile lawyer Ben Salengo. Ben, it's a real honor to have you on. In fact, many of our cases come from other lawyers. Lawyers who've worked with us, lawyers who've worked against us, and even those who've merely heard of our results. We're proud of the reputation we've earned in the community for providing exceptional, aggressive legal representation. When you hire my law firm, you don't get excuses, you get results. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at at bestmastertailor.com. Sagging, bouncing, or uneven floors? Standing water or high humidity, nasty odors, or dangerous mold? Crawl space problems don't get better with time, but they do get better when you call Alford Home Solutions. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by our friends at Salingo Law. And the show is produced in partnership with the Charleston Gazette and Mail. Our friends at Henderson Insurance, they're dedicated to providing quality service, affordable rates, and outstanding claim service. Located in Hurricane, they have the ability to customize an insurance solution that meets your needs at a, res- as a, at a reasonable price. Visit them at hendersoninsurance.org for more information. All right, big day in college football yesterday. It started, what, Thursday night, I believe? Actually, it started, well, yeah, it started, there was some games Thursday. Ohio State was out on Thursday. That's right. Ohio State played Thursday. Somebody else, there was somebody else played Thursday. Tennessee played Thursday. There were several games Thursday nights. It's big, been a big weekend. We got a game again tonight, too. Yeah, Ohio State had their hands full with Minnesota. They really did. I watched a bunch of football this weekend, and I determined after watching 10 minutes of Alabama playing that they're the best team in the country again. So just chalk it up. Chalk it up. Give it to Alabama. Yeah. So, funny thing. So, Alabama yesterday beat the brakes off of Miami. It was 44-13 final score. But one of the funniest things I saw come out of the whole thing was a meme that was going around where I guess Miami had a turnover. Oh, they did. And it was late in the game, and they got the turnover chain out, and then they overturned the call. So, like, (laughs) they had this look. Of this kid, and they were taking the chain from him, <laughs> and he was all sad because they were taking the turnover chain back from him. I don't think the turnover chain really matters when it's 37 to 6 or whatever it was. I know. I would have been like, man, don't, don't put that thing put, yeah, on me. Just take it away. Just get it out of here. Yeah. Uh, Miami beat the – or got the death choked out of him yesterday by it, Oklahoma or Alabama. Alabama is just – they're on another – like, I love it because you would think, oh, well, they don't have any playmakers. There's no way. They lost Devonta Smith, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddell, 
Henry Ruggs and uh, Jerry Judy in the last two drafts. They're not going to have anybody. They throw some kid out there wearing number one. He looks like freaking Randy Moss. He catches a 95-yard <laughs> touchdown, and I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really just a battle for second place in college football. It really is. Until Saban retires. Uh, I mean, I don't. I didn't see anything out of Georgia. Unless I'd see that game's 10-3. to 3. I didn't see anything. Sure, they play great defense. You're not beating Alabama 10-3. to 3. Mm-mm. I don't care. And if you're Clemson, you're not beating Alabama with three. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, Georgia and Clemson, uh, that was a, a tough game to watch. It was. So, I think we're in an era of being so used to seeing people score that when it's 10-3, to 3, we can't almost can't appreciate it. I appreciated that game. I enjoy that. Like, I don't want it to be 10-3, to 3, but like a 20-17 to 17 type game. I like that. I like some defense. And I'll give Georgia credit. They sacked that the Clemson quarterback. I can't say his name either. But he, he was sacked about seven or eight times. Their defensive line is very impressive. The way they were blitzing was impressive. The kid for Clemson, and he's really, he was highly recruited. And I thought he played well last year in, in Lawrence's absence. He looked really confused last night. And I thought, I mean, I credit Georgia. The pick six, think about it. The only touchdown in the game was defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but, I, I mean, I was impressed with Georgia's defense. But offensively, both teams just, whew. Yeah, you get a lot of that. I mean, you just go down through the scores. You get the first week. You get a lot of games that probably wouldn't have turned out this way had they been week four. I mean, you look at like, well, I mean, K State was over Stanford, which um, they got their quarterback back. So K State is going to be a big a team in the Big Twelve that's going to be tough to deal with. I know. I don't know what Stanford has, but I was actually impressed with Kansas State and Thompson played. So they're probably going to be improved. I thought Texas. I know a lot of people were picking La Lafayette as an upset there. Texas. Texas put it on them pretty good. Texas, you know, you never know what you're going to get with them. And then there's Iowa State and Northern Iowa. That game is always, always close. I do not understand that one. Well, and again, if that game is week four, I don't think it's that close. For some reason, they they struggle with them. They play them every year the first game, it feels like, and they always beat them. And it's always something like 16 to 10 or 17 to 12. It's always just a – Low-scoring defensive struggle. <laughs> so we were sitting here yesterday, and we started watching Oklahoma, and Radler was out there just having his way with Tulsa, so that we just turned it off. And then all of a sudden, your your brother freaks out. We're, I'm sitting right beside him. The up the score alert comes across the board, and then all of a sudden, they're down five. Yeah. Uh, two lanes down five. Recovers and onsides. Yeah. I was watching. And uh, let, let me say, too, about Rattler. He threw two interceptions. I'm not exaggerating. There were four or five. He threw another one that was overturned on kind of a weak call, I thought. They called pass interference on uh, Tulane. It shouldn't have been pass interference. And then he threw another one, about four or five more, that that hit Tulane in the hands. If those guys catch those balls, it could have been big trouble for Oklahoma. I mean, it was big trouble anyway. Right. But, you know, you you do that against somebody that's close to the equal talent level, you're in big trouble. Uh, The Thundering Herd, quite a debut for their new coach. They go up to – the Navy, and and they rolled them. Which listen, anytime you play the armed forces schools, they're tough to beat because just the way they run their offenses. I was gonna say a lot of people will look at that and be like, "Well, it's Navy." Well, you know, I know it's Navy, but it's still impressive because that that offense is hard to stop. So that's a pretty impressive debut for the coach and Marshall. Yeah, and then also in the Big Twelve, Baylor. I forgot to print the score on here, but I just found it: twenty nine twenty over um, Texas State. Are they, are they the Armadillos? <laughs> That's Spavital. He's coaching them, isn't he? <laughs> I think so. I think Spavital coaches them. Yeah, Texas State Armadillos. Yeah, I, I wonder if Sinbad's still playing. I don't know. If, if, if Kathy Allen's kicking, I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Put, put me in the transfer portal. Yes. 
Um, so, you know, West Virginia again falls uh, at College Park. And um, I thought what we would do is close out this segment. And we'll leave you guys with some sound from Coach Brown from the post-game press conference. Uh, here's what Coach Brown had to say about the defeat at Maryland. And when we come back, uh, Avon Coburn will be joining us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the upcoming football. We'll get his reaction to yesterday's game, and we'll do all that after this. Credit Maryland. You know, they, they, they beat us in the stat sheet in almost every statistical category you look at. And obviously they beat us on the scoreboard. And uh, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty simple game. Um, they block better than us. You look at rushing yards. Um, you know, our, our back goes for 77, not due to any ability, just we didn't do a good enough job creating space. Um, they tackled better, considerably better than we did. Um, you know, I thought in the first quarter we really struggled. Um, poor angles um, on pursuit. Um, we didn't do a good job fundamentally getting our hat, hat across or getting our body come to balance. Um, and the biggest statistic in football that that tells whether you win or, lo- or lose is turnovers. And we had four that went directly for ten points, uh, and they had zero. And if you don't turn the ball over, you usually win. You know, it's not it's not overly complicated. I could and I'm sure y'all are gonna have really good questions, and, and I'll and I'll ask them and I'll answer them. But it's 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 that simple. They're they're really good at the skill positions. We knew that coming in. Didn't know exactly what they would do schematically, but the two receivers, they're NFL players. They're really talented, and and they ran away from us today. We didn't help. You know, they had two big plays on miscommunication. You know, and that's you know that's with a veteran group that shouldn't happen, but it did. Um, I thought that that Rakeem Jarrett or Rakim, excuse me, he broke a bunch of tackles, and then I thought as the game went on. You know, they ran 80 snaps, and we ran 62, and defensively we got tired. And, and depth's an issue over there for us, and I think I said that in preseason. They snapped the ball 18, 18 more times, and um, and they and they wore us down. Um, you know, we went there when, in the second half there where we throw a pick on the first play, and then we, we drop a punt, and we go two missed series opportunities. So up to six plays uh, of opportunities. You know, the game swung. We had field position no third quarter. And just for whatever reason, didn't do didn't do much with it. Um, but credit them. I can talk about a lot of things we didn't do well, but they came out in the first in the first game and didn't lose it. They didn't lose it. They didn't turn it over. Thought the quarterback was played really well. We didn't get as much pressure on him as we thought we would. Um, we thought schematically they did some nice things to help him. Um, they did some really good things in the run game. Um, and so, with that, I'll uh, I'll take questions. Coach, in terms of the turnovers, the, the two yep. interceptions, obviously decisions, just execution, yeah. what would you see? You know what? The first one was a really poor decision. Uh, the second one in the end zone, um, I mean, they zero blitz and the kid fell off. You know, I don't know. You know, you'd have to ask them. I'm going to say probably over in their, in, in their staff room, you know, they're, that's not what they teach. Uh, the kid got beat, but he fell off and made the play. You know, he made the play. Um, so that's a tough one because they, they zero blitzed us and he and he kind of fell off fell into it. The first one can't happen, and then the fumble was just as was just as big. I mean, it's a third and one play, um, and they hit it and we cough it up. 
and because we were to ran, we were going to be short there, but we were going to run it on fourth down. Um, you know, you figure you get we were going to go two two chances to get a yard, and so and then the 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 punt the the drop punt was big. They're they're all big. They're all big, but the first interception was a really bad decision. You got to throw the ball away. Can't make a bad play worse. Second one, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a free play. Letty overall uh, for you. I mean, the fumble obviously was big. Fumble, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. We came in. We, re- we really didn't know what they were going to do front wise. And credit to them, they they mixed their fronts a lot. Um, I thought their four eyes. We had we had difficulty with them. Um, you know we, you know I, I thought I have to go back on the field. I just thought we lost some of our footwork. You know, it, it, you know he's as good as is. He's gonna break tackles, but we got to get him to the second and third level. We just we didn't do a good enough job getting him to the second and third level. Um, we had some things in the past game. We got him the ball. You know I think he had around twenty touches, which is kind of what what you want. Um, and he had probably 115, 120 yards of of offense, but we didn't open up enough running lanes for him. Can you take us through your red zone game plan for those last couple minutes? Yeah, so you talking about why I kicked the field goal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you kicked the field goal there because it's got fourth and four, so you just keep the game alive. You know, and, and you know, I'm sure there'll be just. Uh, Detractor, distractors on that, or detractors, however you say that word. But um, I mean, that's 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 the sound football play. All right. Um, I thought we got held on a on that third down crossing route, but once it was fourth and four, you got to kick the field goal. You keep it you keep it alive. Um, you know, the red zone wise, you know, other than the interception, you know, I think we could. The plays weren't bad down there. You know, the 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 part of the game that. It's fair to question is right there in that third quarter where we had field position and we just weren't able to capitalize. Took some shot. We took. We tried to throw some shot plays. We gave up pressure. Uh, we got some bad down in distances. They were able to get pressure on Jared by a couple of corner blitzes each side. Yeah. Forcing out and going horizontal. You feel like that kept him from getting in the rhythm you'd seen some in the ball. Yeah. I, I, Kevin, without watching it, I don't know. They got us. They called us one. They called us for. Uh, you know, um, you know. I, I thought it was, they were calling holding, but I don't think they called it holding. I think they called it um, intentional grounding on the one. They got us on the corner. Um, the other one, we, we should have handed the ball off. It was a, it was an RPO. Um, they had a little bit of success with some edge pressure, um, not like some people did a year ago. Um, you know, I thought we could have moved up in the pocket a little bit better a couple times, um, but. You know, and like I say, credit to them. They they did a good job. They pushed the pocket. Um, the last drive, I thought we 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 did a we did a really good job protecting him. Um, you know, and as bad as is 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 things went, I felt I still felt really good if we get the ball back. I, I did. I thought we had, you know, we protected better in that last drive than we did the whole game. And so, but we couldn't we couldn't get them off the field. Don't go anywhere. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. 
Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Burr 101, located on Capitol Street in downtown Charleston, provides unlimited options for fun social gatherings and great dining. And the best nightlife in the city. Burr 101 has a full dinner menu, including wings, pork bowls, salads, and more. Be sure to enjoy a cheeseburger with fries with the draft beer for only $13. It's Bar 101's daily special, plus $1 off drafts during happy hour from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Bar 101 also provides carryout and catering. Call. 304-346-1101 or find Bar 101 on Facebook. Bar 101. At Warner Law Offices, the best part of our day is getting to hand a client a settlement check, knowing we've helped them get on with their life. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or from a workplace injury, call us. I'm Bobby Warner, and I'm your lawyer. Welcome, stranger. Hey, my dear fans. Hey, it's Brian Joswiak. You're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with the Charleston Gazette and Mail. I want to remind you guys, our friends at Murph Landing, if you're looking for a great place to stay in Morgantown when you visit, you need to check into Murph's Landing. It has two bedrooms, three queen-size beds, and is walking distance to the stadium. If you're looking for a great place to stay for football games or just when you're visiting your kids or just generally visiting Morgantown, check out mountaineerfieldhouse.com to book your visit today. All right, joining us on the telephone, the GOAT, number 22, Avon Coburn. He's feeling a little bit under the weather, so uh, we don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but we didn't want him around us. Not that we don't love him, (laughs) but damn that. (laughs) What's going on, gentlemen? Were you able – what's making you feel worse, um, the, oh. your your symptoms of what you possibly have or the game yesterday? You know what? I, I would say I would definitely say uh, the symptoms that I have. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a little bit disheartening what happened, but, yeah, it, we'll get better. Yeah. Uh, well, just first and foremost, your reaction to yesterday. Um, we've, we were under the consensus here that we were just really disappointed in the fact that Letty Brown only had 17 carries. Yeah, I mean, we we should have. That is the one thing that I that I that I know. For, I mean, he's got to have at least twenty five, thirty carries a game. Like at the end of the day, he's not going to be there too much longer. Get what you can get out of him. Um, and, and I mean, to me, that was very disappointing that seventeen carries was all he had. And I think he would have ended like what seventy five, eighty yards, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was crazy. Like to me, I'm like, we should have we should have ran the ball. A lot more, and uh, very, very disappointing. I mean, obviously, we always want our, our, our team to win. Um, it, it's it's a little frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I know they did a pretty good job of getting the ball to him out of the backfield. Uh, apparently, that was something that he worked on in the off season was catching footballs. Um, I thought I did enjoy them dinking and dunking and getting it to him out of the backfield. That's a that's a big staple now in today's football is just tossing the little just getting it to your guy in space and letting him create. I mean, if your if your receivers are good enough to block and he makes one guy miss, he's going to get some big yards. So I'm a, I'm a fan of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great, man. I mean, that's that's where the game is going. And I mean, to me, I, I don't I don't know if you really like if you've seen him up close. He is a big guy, and you know, as you've seen him get going, 
nobody wanted to tackle that guy. And, I mean, you get him out space on the DP, they're going to dive low. He, he's, he's got great running ability where he's going to he's gonna make that guy miss that's diving at his ankles. Um, yeah, that, that's, that was – to me, I thought that that's an, that's an asset that we have that we're going to utilize because they had him, you know, lined up as a receiver, running receiver routes. And I was watching him out there. He's, he did pretty well, too. The um, So there was a little bit of news that broke here in the last few days. I don't know if you guys saw where I guess they're expecting – applications from Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and BYU to become new members of the Big 12. I, I did. I saw that. So here's my thing. Um, you know, I know a lot of people talk West Virginia to the ACC. Um, without Notre Dame, West Virginia is not going to the ACC, period. There's no way a conference wants to divide their cake by another slice. Right. So to get more value, they need that Notre Dame or another big name school along with West Virginia. It's not going to be just West Virginia. And, it does, and we know that Notre Dame's not going anywhere. So I guess now what it looks like is the Big 12 is going to hold firm. They'll keep their position, but they're going to add BYU, who brings a lot of eyeballs. They've got a big following across the nation. Um, I'm not so sure. Here's my opinion. I don't think we need four teams. I'd like to just add two. Well, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about adding these four teams. I'm. I'm fine with BYU. I agree with the BYU ad. Uh, my personal opinion, I would prefer Boise, <laughs> and I know that's a long way mm-hmm. from Morgantown, but I would prefer Boise to Houston. Houston played Texas Tech last night and got drilled. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to add anything <laughs> to me. They. It's a huge city, but it's all streaming now, like you said. And yeah. It's just, they don't really add anything to me. I would rather see Boise for strictly football than. Uh, than Houston, and then you know Central Florida would be they're fine. I mean they've they've won some games here recently, but I mean overall it it, it hurts the conference with those two blue bloods leaving. But then you look at the scores last night, and you go to the Pac-12, and you can say Oregon, USC, yeah, I'll give you that, Washington. But then Washington goes and loses to Montana. I mean, you look at some of these games, and you're like, who's good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I, I'm in agreement. I mean, I I, I do. I, I, uh, it, it hurts me to say that because uh, you know what you're explaining, Anthony, about them having to get somebody else that can bring in some that can bring in some money. That's um, I mean, it is what it's a business. It's a business, and you know, I I I really think we need to get out of the Big Twelve to where because it, geographically it just doesn't it just doesn't work. And bringing in bringing in Central Florida, I think is a, I mean they're an up and coming school. Um, I mean, they might they might get a uh, frost back anyway, you know, and that's where you know he can recruit. So um, he can recruit Florida. Um, but I, I, I'm 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 with you, man. I really I really believe that um, you know that having you know having the Big Twelve, you know, being being where it is, you know, staying intact. Um, it, it's it's you got to stay where you are. Yeah, I mean, you got to stay where you are where you got something good, but ultimately I'm I'm in agreement with every other West Virginia fan saying, look, we need to get out of the big 12 and get into somewhere closer. And maybe, maybe we, we, we call uh, Notre Dame and say, look, you know, let, let's, let's do this. Let's do it together. Yeah, we need Even to get, they probably need us. Yeah. We need coach Nealon and coach and Holtz to team up and. Oh my goodness. <laughs> twist some arms out there <laughs> yeah. in Indiana. I just, I mean, yeah, that, I, Everybody wants in the ACC for obvious reasons. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> Duke losing to Charlotte on Thursday night 
I mean, you look at these conferences and they're all the same. It's not any different. It's just it makes more sense to me for West Virginia to be in the ACC just geographically, like Avon yeah. said. I mean, it all makes sense, but it's just the big-time money. It's all about money. Right. And will North Carolina let us in because academics? You know, their, their, fake, their fake classes were obviously good enough. <laughs> West Virginia's wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you just – I think, you know, again – if, if it's not Notre Dame and West Virginia or a package deal, I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I know that's where I would even prefer to be there. Um, but, you know, again, with the Big 12 additions, I think I would prefer to see Cincinnati and uh, BYU and just leave it – and just to replace those two. That way you're not cutting up your money too much. And then, mm-hmm. and then you can just continue to grow from there. That Cincinnati job's underrated. Hey, man. And plus it, it gives us a new regional rivalry. That's, yes, I, I, I hope it's Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so off the topic of football, let's, let's talk. Did you, did you guys see that Kanye and Drake dropped new albums this week? <laughs> I'm old and out of touch, so I don't really see anything new. <laughs> it wasn't run DMC. So you didn't see That's it. That's right. I didn't see it. I, I'm, I'm too old for this demo, but did you see it? Uh, Avon, they both dropped new albums this week. I, I heard about it. I didn't see it, but uh, I did see a little bit of, of Drake's video with him as Michael Jackson. Is that what you're? I, I don't. Maybe, maybe, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't really follow anymore. But yeah, um, I I did see that they they were they were dropping albums. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they both broke like streaming records. But the interesting thing is, um, so there was a little bit of Twitter heat last night. Um, Maryland. So the album cover for the new Drake album looks like emojis, and they're all different colors, and they're women, and they're all pregnant, right? So. Um, I think maybe Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, so the album's called like I have no idea. Yeah, something <laughs> Slugger. I don't know. Lover Boy, Certified Lover Boy is what it's called. So Vladimir Guerrero did one a cover like a spoof of the cover, and it was like Certified Slugger Boy. And so then last night Maryland put the helmet, a West Virginia helmet, on all the emojis and released a uh, a meme, and it said Certified Loser Boys. And, uh, yeah, people were not happy. Maryland's a good troll account. <laughs> they really are. I'll give them credit. They're top-notch trolls. All right, Derek. Um, did you did, – uh, there's probably not much. We're not going to – let's not get into too much in the weeds on, on breaking down Long Island. Um, let's just do this. Tell me what you want to see out of West Virginia next week because, really, next week's game is about West Virginia getting better, not necessarily worrying about what Long Island does. I want to see domination. I want to see a shutout. I want to see a shutout, and I want to see 50 points, and I want to see a ton of players play. And I want to see um, Garrett uh, Garrett Green. I always call him Gilbert for some reason. I think somebody had a quarterback named Garrett, Garrett Gilbert. I want to see uh, Garrett Green get, get at least at least a half of playing time. Um, Avon, how about you? When you go into these type of games, you've, you've played in them. Um, sure. When you go into these type of games, when you're expected to win – what do you hope to see these teams? Um, how, how do you, how would your team? You want to see your team perform? I want I want to see us dominate. You know, it, it's it. You know, sometimes when you when you you play a team like this, you play down to their level. I, I want to see us dominate. And like like Derek said, I want to see us get a shutout. You know, I want to see um, I want to see uh, 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 Letty Brown out by half, twenty five carries. You know, at least at least you know. To, uh you know 150 yards rushing you know if not more um out by half but i also want to see 
Garrett Green. I'm I'm telling you guys, when I went up to that when I went up to that um to that practice last week, um, you know, he, he just played and again it's no pressure on him. He's a backup quarterback. But he looks like he was he was having fun. And, you know, I, I know everybody always loves the backup quarterback. However, you know, I, I've never I've never seen uh, I, I don't know. He our quarterback Deggy just looks like he's just struggling out there. He's not having fun. He's thinking too much. I really want to see him play well, but I, I want to see the backup. I want to see some competition. Um, I want to see some because again, I went to that practice. He didn't play. He threw a pick in that game. He threw a you know terrible pick um, in 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 the other game. But yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see um, Garrett Green play, and I want to see us just be dominant like you know just you know the big brother rule you know you had a big brother at, at some point it just shuts down like you okay no it's a rat like you about to start crying and that's that's what i want to see <laughs> yeah i, I want to see the same thing i'm going to go up on saturday and um just you know get out of Kanawha county and and go up to morgantown and, and enjoy hopefully a great sunny ball game but what i definitely want to see is i want to see the offensive line gain a little confidence. I want to see Letty Brown get off. I, I want to see the backup. We didn't see any of the backup backs. They didn't even No, rotate. they didn't get a carry. They didn't rotate anybody in this week. So I think we need to see some of that. And we definitely need to see Garrett Green in, in some real competition, not four minutes ago in the fourth quarter. I need to see a full. I want to see, I want to see a half minimum because we should beat this team by 50. Yeah, I think I want to see him in some real situational football just so we can gauge it and, and – I mean, who are we to really be demanding that we see this stuff? I know, but, but I think people. I think we need to see it. I think the coaches need to see it on film. You know, they were even Rich Rodriguez was uh, tiptoeing around putting Pat White in the game because he was unsure. But when he was forced, look at what he had just sitting over on the bench. And this is how you build a program: you blow the inferior teams out and play your backups. Yeah, so I think we all agree: blowouts. We need to see some backups and get them some experience. It's good to see the young guys. Have, oh, something that, that stood out to me yesterday, um, and I'll mention it real quick. Jalen Thornton was the team captain. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, he came out as a captain yesterday, and he's not even a starter. So that says to me that he is well-respected in that locker room as a backup. I like that. I do like that. That means he's working hard, too. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, again, I was around those guys, and, you know, there, there's a sense, there's a – I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop on that. Um, but I I do I did like that like the fact that um um that he was a captain too, man. That's that's pretty awesome. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here. But before I do, um, there was no Del Sparks uh, uh, prediction game winner last week. Everybody in the thread predicted a West Virginia victory. Um, as we were zero and three in this room as well. You guys quit listening to us. <laughs> But uh, I want to remind you guys, don't forget to check out our social media tomorrow on our Facebook account. Uh, there'll be an official thread for the Dell Sparks Collection um, prediction game. And, of course, it's presented and sponsored by Dell Sparks Collection. Guess the score of the West Virginia Long Island game without going over. That's the key part. And you'll win an 8 by 10 from the Dell Sparks Collection. Uh, Avon, my friend, uh, I hope you start feeling better, man. I know – any type of illness, even with all the crazy stuff going on, anytime you're under the weather, um, it's never a good thing. So uh, get right, man, and uh, hopefully we can get you back next week. Appreciate you guys. Look forward to getting back to the studio, man. It's just uh, 
yeah, it is what it is, man. And you guys have a great one. Look forward to uh, the I wanted to go up to the game too. So uh, yeah, you missed see you see you missed steaks last week. Uh, <laughs> they weren't any good. <laughs> They weren't, they weren't any good. Huh? Yeah, they were oh, not. Man. They were not any good. But, uh, yeah, man, take care of yourself and uh, text me this week. Keep me up to date. And, um, and Mountaineer fans, uh, don't lose the – don't keep the faith. That's one thing about this fan base, man. They, they do keep the, – they showed up and showed out in College Park yesterday, every bit of 15,000 West Virginia fans in there. So keep the faith. I know it's tough to trust the climb, as they say. It's, uh, it's a rough road. But um, we shall see. And I think they're going to get right this week. Yes, sir. All right, gentlemen. All right, again, thank you guys so much for checking out the Touchdown City podcast. Don't forget to swing by your favorite podcast platform and hit that button, subscribe. And also, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. Very special thanks to our uh, sponsors this week, Salingo Law, Tony the Taylor, Bar 101, United Bank, Masters Law Firm, Alford Home Solutions, Warner Law Offices. We appreciate their sponsorship and their support. And again, don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Anthony Lewis for Derek Bailey and Avon Coburn. We'll see you next week. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.